Uh, we're going to go over to Nuevo County right now, and up to Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, but we're going to run down to Birmingham right now, Birmingham, Michigan. Northwood University. And we'll uh, go over to South Haven, Delaney, Eastern Michigan University. So you'll be hearing us from all over the place, but that's the beauty of this broadcast. Now, it's Chris Holman's Business Beat. And welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and of course, I'm in a studio that's somewhat remote, the garden level of the Holman House, and we're going to spend a little time right now with Carrie Rosengana. She is, of course, the CEO of the uh, Capital Area Michigan Works in Lansing, facilitating Ingham, Eaton, and Clinton counties. And Carrie, it's good to have you with us, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were available, of course, today with the amount of snow we've had recently. <laughs> There's, you can't get out of your house probably anyway, right? Nope, I'm stuck inside too, just like you, Chris. <laughs> Perfect, absolutely works out. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about February, which is a very important month for a lot of reasons, but in particular for Black History Month. Let's talk a little bit about how employers celebrate Black History Month and, and why is it important they do so? So Black History Month truly is a celebration. It's an opportunity to celebrate the contributions of Black individuals in our country, within our professions, and most importantly, if you're in a leadership position, to be able to celebrate those members who are on your team making an impact daily. Celebrating is important, but it also needs to be intentional, which is something we've truly found in having this discussion. So part of that is really being authentic and knowing your own organizational culture. Part of it is knowing what your own values are as a leader, and part of it is really understanding the diversity, equity, and inclusion, and ensuring celebration is not performative, but backed up by a company culture that values that diverse perspective and the people who are within your company. So at CAMLA, I'm really, really grateful for the trust and energy that our team has put forth in working to authentically engage and explore and celebrate what Black History Month looks like and means to our organization. That kind of dialogue is really authentic to our culture and our organization rather than a forced conversation. And one of the things that I found as I listened to my staff and my team is that for many of our team, it really is a celebration. But I also heard from some others that it really needs to be a time to educate about how our nation must dismantle those systems that are fueling many of the disparities, including within workforce development. So that's what we're going to do. We're Because it's rooted in who we are and our organizational values, we'll celebrate those chances to go above and beyond and to continue the conversations. Well, and frankly, I think we all should have those values. So these are not easy conversations sometimes. How, how can leaders, uh, business leaders, community leaders, how can they confront these questions of race and, and, and change within their organizations? Well, you're right, Chris. It's not an easy conversation to start. And you really have to accept that first and foremost. And as an equal opportunity officer, much of the training that I have and others of my peers have is that educational conversations focus on being an openness to be willing to be open and to be willing to have those difficult conversations. And one thing that's really important to me is that our team knows they can come to me with important topics that matter to them. And Black History Month is an opportunity for leaders to continue the daily work to listen and to learn. And as a white CEO myself, I really do walk that fine line daily of how do we challenge us and ourselves to do better and to lead by example. And I question sometimes how to authentically engage in support while recognizing my own privilege. And it's something that I think we all need to do as, as leaders. So I'm incredibly grateful to have that team at my office willing to talk and come to me when we need to have that dialogue and to really have my role be to facilitate those conversations and know that trust is really necessary as you're having them. Well, and let's face it, as hard as it is to initiate these conversations, it's even harder to initiate change. 
And it and, and let's talk a little bit about what leaders can do to, to, to impact that change. So first and foremost, we have to hold ourselves and our people and our peers accountable. And we have to hold ourselves accountable first and foremost. We have to accept feedback as much, if not more, than we give it. And we have to listen and set aside our own bias that we may have and do some work to really understand where those bias lie and understand the desire to react or defend doesn't need to happen. We must commit to learning diversity and inclusion practices and help build the foundations of our organizational cultures around how do we embrace the diversity within our team. And we have to hire people who really have some of that background if we don't have the time to do it ourselves. Know where those experts are within the field and know where they can come in to fit in your team to help you with those conversations that you're having. And really, we need to begin and, and continue conversations about race with our peers. We need to be willing to stand up to those injustice and to help each other learn and listen. Carrie, let's, let's talk a, a little bit about this. And I know your answer is going to be anecdotal because there aren't statistics for this. But do you feel there's a trend more to these uh, inclusion circumstances? I do. I think what's happening within the societal systems right now is these conversations are at the forefront of the work we're doing, which to me is a really positive step to see. You have to start with the conversations and, and recognizing where do you have work to do within your own organization. And we're seeing a lot more conversations with business leaders and within organizational cultures that really are trying to center themselves on building a diverse workforce because they recognize the value in doing that will help lead to more success successful retention efforts, and really being able to learn um, from the experts within the field that may look different than us and come with their own experiences. Well, you know, I think there's a, there's a numeric side to this too. In a time when we're fighting for great employees, there's no better time than looking at diversity and inclusion. Absolutely, Chris. I couldn't agree more. All right, Terry, uh, Terry Rosagana, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. And I appreciate the good work you do day in and day out to make things better. It truly is my pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Carrie is the uh, CEO, of course, of CAMO, the Capital Area Mission Works. We're going to be right back with a whole lot more. You are watching Michigan Business Speed on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman.